0: in 2018 that's right it's the future we've made it uh happy new year uh, i am of course your host as always uh your favorite beat writer's favorite beat writer evan valella uh joined by some of my favorite soccer friends and a new soccer friend in fact uh firstly the waviest man of the st louis metropolitan area the cream in your irish coffee pilgrims oh. oh
1: it's good stuff
0: yeah man it is it is don't uh, forget to
1: add the regular whiskey in there too. It gives you a little extra burn. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Or maybe
0: some, some just some gasoline. You know, depending. Yeah,
1: it, it'll do the trick.
0: Yeah, uh, the USL Stats Department and the man who puts the show in show notes, Ryan Allen. <laughs> Hello.
2: Uh,
0: how you been, Ryan? Happy 2018. I'm sad you're leaving us soon because the, the show notes won't be the same.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was on the. This will be five hours ahead.
0: That's <laughs> true. It's true. Uh, if if USL had an Equestria, he's our Rainbow Dash. <laughs> you know as much about his personal life as you do the USSF candidates. It's Pony.
3: <laughs> that was that was my favorite that one. <laughs> Thank you. Really even talk to that one, man. Well, very nice. You're welcome. Very nice.
0: And uh, and and joining us for the first time. He only travels in blocks. He's softer than a down pillow. He is the Bernie Sanders of the United Soccer League. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Ben from, from Soccer or two. That's the. I was
4: not prepared for that, oh, but you. that is great. Yeah, that was really good.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. so thank you for having uh, me. Yeah. yeah no, hey, listen, thank you for um, joining Super Last Minute. <laughs> but, uh, hey, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. Uh, That's what they say. I, th- I suppose so. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, I guess we'll talk about the uh, the little bit of USL news that we have, and then we will get into our uh, our kind of our New Year's resolutions, which is our thing. Ooh. Uh, and okay. We didn't want to leave you guys hanging on like two weeks after the New Year and, you know, good practices, all that fun stuff. So the uh, the news this week, the uh, <laughs> the worst-kept secret in lower division American soccer, uh, Penn FC is announced as the rebranding for Harrisburg City Islanders. And their logo is awful. Um, Shout out to Mike Pendleton, who um, ripped it a new one the day it came out, (laughs) calling them stopwatch FC. Uh,
4: Yes.
0: (laughs) Now, um, to be fair, this isn't just a, like, cosmetic rebranding. They've tried to do those in the past unsuccessfully. This is, like, an actual honest-to-God change. Um, Rush Soccer is also kind of... I don't know the, the, the money behind this, the idea behind this, um, guys, I don't know how much you know about it, but I guess initially your thoughts to the logo and the new name.
1: I thought the best part that Mike pointed out was the redundancy. Yeah. So the logo obviously, but, um, I didn't know about the rush soccer thing. Does anyone else know m- more about that? That's actually, you would think that something better would be coming out of it because <laughs> of that, right? So,
0: yeah, so I know kind of kind of surface-level details. So Rush Soccer is a big um, – they do a lot of youth academy work in the country. Um, their most notable alumnus, actually, uh, Connor Casey, of all people, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, you would hope they were turning out pros at a higher clip than that. But, I mean, you know, part of that, the Riverhounds are kind of set up the same way where – right now their academy is basically just to put kids in in college programs um but they're going to build up from the academy of rush soccer the academies of rush soccer to penn fc and and kind of hope to um mirror some of the success we've seen with you know your um red bull and, and bethlehem to a lesser extent you know some of the mls2 sides and kind of get that that academy pipeline going
1: that's good. You know, I'm going to tie in some other news uh, off of that, and that is that, um, what, 158 youth uh, internationals yeah. were asked to come down, youth boys, uh, girls rest as well too, but I know the number was 158 or something guys went down to Florida. And um, the really cool list that I looked at was when I clicked on the USL version of that story was they highlighted every single player that was affiliated in some form or fashion to a USL club. And it was it's, I think it was a majority of the list. And uh, two of those are coming from my home city A lot are coming from yours, yep. Evan And so uh, it was really, really exciting to see that you know These kids aren't necessarily all just aiming for college They have a, a very good pro option going right now And it's really awesome to see that that's already happening in such great numbers So that was, yeah Go look up your local town and check if uh, any local kid is, has been asked to come down That's in your USL club There's a good chance that they were
0: For sure Ben Pony Ryan thoughts on the logo thoughts on if this matters in the
4: grand scheme of things
0: <laughs> that's about right
4: uh, yeah that's about right yeah <laughs> you know, I, I mean it, it kind of looks like an R yes that's the other thing it's like a slanted P like if you look at it the right way it is an actual P but I guess it's supposed to be incorporate the rush in there but it underwhelmed I mean wasn't overwhelmed I'll say that
3: <laughs> yeah yeah, the the logo is bad. It kind of challenges S two for most bad logo. This one's just outright. S two is lazy. This one's just more not a good idea. Yeah. But if they start do good youth development, I can live with a bad logo. Yeah. It's something that I can always make fun from for every week and then compliment them for doing something else.
2: Hundred yeah. percent. I just can't get past the to see of FC and FC there's actually a syndrome for a redundant um acronym syndrome which is a redundant acronym in itself like Mm. Mm. mlssoccer.com
1: yeah but what about you know it is somehow still maybe we should put up a poll because people might disagree with this it's still better than the
4: old logo right dude but i i think i
0: like the 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 old logo
4: was fun (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was campy, like it was its own thing and like, and, you, yeah. know, you knew
0: that yeah. this wasn't going to be good Because, oh my god, people <laughs> are playing with that on them You know? Like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Also, uh, as as a member of the Pennsylvania delegation of the United Soccer League Y'all can't claim yourselves as Penn anything <laughs>
4: Come <laughs> on
0: of There's two other teams that are better than you, go away Um. <laughs> anyway it's Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Levels bad. Wow. No love for Hayden Christensen, Ryan. That's mad. Uh, yeah, and then and then the only other thing, Whale City FC has been trademarked.
1: Yes, Sir, they've picked a name. We
0: have a name. Uh, oh, I, I should back up a little bit. I guess uh, Hartford has been Connecticut has been rumored to be a, a USL franchise on its way in. Uh, and they're going to play up the uh, the whaling industry that they used to have in the city, much like the Hartford Whalers, the former NHL team. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, no real news there. Just, you know, if you like reading into trademarks and, and team names, there you go. There you
1: go. I think their marketing department listened to us because that's the one they chose. I think we were all on board with Whale City, weren't we?
0: I think so. Well, I think yeah. some of us were just calling for the Hartford Whalers.
2: Yeah, I mean, we basically wanted more. Yeah, <laughs> we liked it so much, we yeah, wanted yeah, yeah, more. Yeah. But, you know, you have to pay the Hurricanes. <laughs> I think they're saving that for NHL number 32. No. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. so. Uh,
0: that'll be in Seattle. Um, yeah. Anyway. And then the the meat of this podcast... And Ben you didn't know this so this will be fun.
4: I have, this is completely new to me this the podcast really what we're going over. Oh, hi. Well, yeah. Is, is this
0: your is this your first podcast? Is it is it too personal for me to ask is is that? No. Oh, okay.
4: right. Um I've done a couple of podcasts before. I've done some with Soccer and Sweet Tea. I've done uh I do one with uh Alex Warren with uh for the Independents. Um But well, yeah. yeah, so I've, I've done a couple before. Right on. Right on. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, so uh and, and we put out a poll before might have even been before Christmas. It was a while ago. Uh, but we wanted to give everybody ample time in the holiday and everything. We asked everybody, you know, um, what is a a resolution for the club that you support this year? And uh, we do have a bunch of answers. I actually found some more tonight by asking people that I like. Um <laughs> But if uh, if no one answered for your club and they're not currently on the Skype call, then you are subject to our hot takes and, and terrible opinions about your club and you can't be mad if we get them wrong. Also, if you if you um if you answered and you're not talking about USL, I'm going to deal with you. So, I'm sorry. Um, but I you know, I, I, it I sucks. So, we'll, uh, we'll just go down the list. Um starting with Atlanta United 2, and I will I will open it up to the floor each time um, I know we know absolutely nothing about this club nor what they're going to be called uh, I'm working on that but um, I guess you know what do you think is a realistic expectation for Atlanta United too or what do you think you know if you were the higher ups at Atlanta United if you were you know Gerardo Martinez or uh, and uh, I guess to a lesser extent Arthur Blank even you know what what is this to you?
1: If they sign a winger, like a lot of people, like Usry, you know, wants another winger signed, uh, then that's a perfect place to stick Carlton for the rest of the season. Uh, not to mention yep. not, they got what they got a right back coming up, I think, if I'm not mistaken, a center. Center mid, some young guys that are coming up that could use some better competition probably than uh, under 19 teams. So, um, I think that's the first thing they're thinking, having more control over the style of play and, and how these guys are used. Um, you know, Charleston had a very secure system going that maybe Atlanta didn't care for, um, in raising up their, their players. So, um, that's, that's the immediate thought for me. They're also, you know, seem to be getting deeper and deeper the more they sign guys so they may be able to send some guys down that maybe aren't doing as well as they should you know using it for that reason as well so
2: i mean i'd say i mean look at the uh, partnership they had with charleston over the past two seasons and many would argue that it's been a very good partnership in the usl as a whole and now picture that partnership on a whole team starting 11 of those players. I feel like a very realistic goal for this side would be a playoff
3: spot in the Eastern Conference for this upcoming season. Right. I could see him being in that conversation right around in the bubble somewhere. It's, I mean, with MLS 2 teams, you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you're good. Sometimes they're complete dumpster fires. But my main thing for them to do is this applies to every MLS 2 team. Don't call yourself something too Please. Just, just <laughs> stop doing that. You could come up with anything. Just I I don't I don't. It's just
4: Atlanta FC, FC Oh god!
3: Don't don't give me <laughs> any ideas.
4: Atlanta, Atlanta United FC B. Hey. <laughs> hey! Yeah. yeah. Orlando. City Sounds only like a lot of letters though. Um,
0: but they play in Atlanta. It's great. it'd be great. Uh,
4: that would be great with the rivalry too. Yeah. That would be uh, really interesting so call the to see them play out.
0: Call the White Stripes. Call them the White Stripes. Who's using that? <laughs> anyway, um Ben, your your thoughts as someone in the, you know, who will probably see this team three times this year?
4: At, at least three yeah. times probably yeah. Um I would probably agree with Phil and that's going to be more of a younger players, maybe some veteran guys here and there. Um, I mean, we'll probably end up seeing uh, Hildebrandt there, I would imagine. Um more than likely. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's what a conversation. Guess. Yeah, um, that's a big conversation. That's what would be really interesting to see if Hildebrandt still going to be playing in the USL just for Atlanta United or if he's going to be playing the bench yeah. for Atlanta United A or 1 or whatever silly thing you want to add there. One of yeah. them
1: yep. they, well, when I ask... I asked Tomas Gomez about that, too. Um, you know, we were talking about Hildebrandt and getting uh, what goalie of the year or whatever, and uh, I was like, so when he goes down there, is he going to start or is he going to get a number two spot? And he said I, he didn't know, but, he, you know, he thinks, I don't know what you guys feel like, but he thinks the real number two will go to USL while the number three rides the bench in case of an emergency. Yeah. So they keep the other guy hot. So I don't know if – That's something you would agree with, but I don't think it happened, like, in Toronto. I don't know about any other uh, team in MLS with the two side, what they would do, but do you guys have an opinion, like, what you would prefer on your own team?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, and and actually, here, let me answer this last, and then we'll just transition because Bethlehem is the next team on the list alphabetically. So if if any of you guys want to talk about it, go for it.
4: I mean, the independence had had a situation where we had gotten loaned a goalkeeper, John burner, who actually, I believe just signed for Phoenix rising maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it was a weird situation because he was only with us. And I guess we only believe that he was starting because he was from the Rapids. And I don't want to say he wasn't a good goalkeeper, but he he was still learning. Um, and we had Mazzell, uh, and kind of going back and forth whenever Burner wasn't starting. So it was a really odd situation with fans knowing Mm -hmm. that we wanted Mizell to start, but we had Burner starting. So obviously we saw that play out uh, that Mizell was good enough to start and play the entire last season for us other than one game um, due to the injury there. But, but yeah, it's, it's a weird situation with the USL squad um, getting a player that, you know isn't really going to be there very long. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of hard for fans to get behind that, I would think, at least in my experience.
2: I mean, you saw the rotating amount of keepers that the Pittsburgh Riverhounds had this year between Kiesel Broom, Trey Mitchell, and one more player that I'm trying to think of that was blown blown from North Carolina FC. He just and so they had a lot of just different rotating players but it will be an interesting setup for Atlanta United this year yeah
0: poning up so Evan yeah, yeah who would it
1: be uh, Matt, who would it be who would be that number three
0: who would be who would be, be that well. number three like out of Atlanta's three guys or out of out yeah
1: of, so if 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 you put your second best guy like the guy that you're going to bring in to start so if, it's if, what's his name goes down
0: right now they have Guzan Hildebrandt Guzan right?
1: yeah yeah. So who would you put in USL? Who would you put on the bench?
0: Oh, my God. So so this is a weird thing, because I think if you put Mitch Hildebrandt just about in any other organization besides like New York, Salt Lake, sorry, well, either New York, really, Salt Lake, Philly... Uh you know like any of the any of the the MLS teams Colorado. right now Colorado where you're like yep they have a good keeper and Colorado is a weird one too cuz Zach McMath is probably a number 1 somewhere. Um hmm. but I think if you put Mitchell Hildebrandt in a lot of other markets or even anywhere in USL he's a number 1. But Alex Khan if I'm not mistaken is younger than both of those guys, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So if we're looking for the future, you're putting Khan in USL and giving him minutes so he can develop. Yeah. And and then Hilligrant's mm. riding the bench, and you're left with Brad Guzon, who I'm not a fan of in current form, and I don't think he's got too many years left. Do they know this is Brad Guzon's last year? Maybe so. Right? Because, I mean, he's got to be coming up on, on the end. You know? Yeah. If that's what it's going to be, if it's going to be Guzan this year for United, and then they kind of go back and forth between, um, you know, Kahn and Hildebrand, like Steele did, honestly, with McGuire and McCarthy. Um, and even, you know, they had time to, yeah. to throw Tomas <clears throat> in there. Um, but it'll be interesting because I think, you know, right now they have two legitimate number ones in MLS, and Alex Kahn is not a bad USL option at all. Yeah.
4: I guess it depends on what they're looking to develop the future or Hildebrandt, I guess, or the younger or the Hildebrandt in that situation, yeah. Or
0: maybe they yep. maybe they switch it up depending on who the opponent is, which I know sounds a little odd and like they're not taking it seriously, but I think if you have a you know another playoff team coming to town, you give them Hildebrandt. If you don't you get con. I don't know. We'll
4: see. <laughs> Open so Cup Hildebrandt. <laughs> Uh, Maybe they just want to win the Open Cup, and that's why they got probably.
0: There you go. That's it. They're they're going for the treble this year. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. So moving on, uh, and I'll I'll hit on this quick, and then if anyone else has any ideas, feel free. Uh, Bethlehem Steel. I just put sign big names, which I can't really say anything, but I know they're coming. Uh, I don't I don't know who they are, but I, I know that we have some things in the works for you know a couple weeks from now. Uh, And then just to get back in the playoffs, honestly, like as far as USL is concerned, that's the big goal because we've shown that we can do it. Um, You know, we've we've basically, and I think a lot of other teams have taken this approach, but you start the MLS draft and your USL audition draft, see if those guys produce. And we had two wingers and Chris Nanko who both produced and we got to the playoffs. And Corey Burke got a first-team contract out of it. So, you know. True. Another year like that, everyone's happy. Someone just I put, agree. uh sell. Stop selling everyone good for Charleston.
1: <laughs> which
0: is probably <laughs> accurate.
1: Pony uh, has such a guilty face right
3: now. The bad, oh, that was me. The best <laughs>
0: pony. I, I think it's too late.
3: True. It might <laughs> be too late. It's been a selling the first string, but. Hmm. We still have a couple of them left. (laughs) But, yeah, they just, they're doing, it almost looks like it's going to do what Richmond did last year at this point. They need to do something soon, or they're just going to be maybe an eight seed.
0: Mm -hmm. I like Mike Mm -hmm. Anhauser, but I don't know if I like him that much.
1: Yeah, I, I think their their uh, resolution should be to just solidify a couple things and try to figure out what to do next year. You know, and just try to get by this year. At this point, I'd be I'd be investing in like guys that you think will be good in a year or so.
3: Yeah, they seem to have got rid of their last their squad from the last few years. It has been actually very good, so mm-hmm. it's time to I think rebuild unless something magical happens in this next month.
0: We have two Carolinians or, or Carolinian expats or people that spend time there, gentlemen.
4: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I've, I've thought about it, too, and it definitely kind of feels like a, a Richmond kicker situation where they've they've lost a lot of key players. I mean, it's going to be tough to, to rebuild from that. I did just notice, um, it, I mean, this is according to the USN website, so take this as, with as much as you want, but they do have a lot of, Options picked up and players under contract to be in Shake, Hackshaw, uh, Gera, things like that. They did do, sign the Ivan Tissen. I can't even pronounce it. The really tall guy from Tulsa Roughnecks, the forward. Oh, yeah. So there's exactly. that. They have yeah. kind of mixed up and, and, and filled some holes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they progress forward and how the fan base is going to take it but i know uh talking with another one of our uh, soccer and sweet tea guys he uh th- did cover the battery last year he it's kind of a common thing for them maybe is, is kind of the way he he worded it he wasn't too too worried about it mm. um and that that's after all the the major signings had had left uh, and things like that so I guess if he's not too worried, then the rest of the
2: league shouldn't really be too worried. But
4: I, I would be worried if I was him. But
2: mm. maybe that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would be slightly worried at, at it at the moment. I mean, yes, they do have minutes leader Taylor Mueller returning as their captain. And then you also have Brian Anuga, Quentin Griffith, Kataro Higashi, Achille Guerrero uh, as other um, notable re players. But the fact that that if you look at their top five players and goals scored, Atula Guerrera is the only one that's returning, and that's more than 75% of all their goals scored this season have all left. Yeah. And if I'd be worried for their offensive production this year or the fact that they'd almost be taking a step back, and and I'm mean, like was said earlier, I would imagine eighth would just be a suitable goal for them this year or, or just make it back to the playoffs. It's going to be a long... A couple year rebuild for the, at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think, and it's funny that we've mentioned Richmond so much because I think what they need to do just make your home park a fortress, pick up one or two pretty good defenders, and play yeah. some lily ball type stuff.
1: I was going to say the same thing,
0: you know, because um, I I you know I think Mike Anhauer is brilliant. I think he's a great coach. He's been around forever. I think he's capable of adapting a team to, hey, we no longer have this world-class CONCACAF goal scorer. We need the change. Um, I don't know if they have the parts to do that, though. And that's where I would be worried. I'm not worried that, you know, oh, we don't have anybody signed because as a, you know, a guy who covers an MLS2 team, we have like six people on our team right now. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting. And I think I think like tenth place (laughs) or above for them is a big success this year. Given I agree. Yeah. um, Yeah. Hey Ben, good news! You tweeted at us, and now you're on the show. Um, (laughs) I did. Yeah. Funny how that works. (laughs) Um, So for your Charlotte Independence, (laughs) new player signing or two by the end of January. I I I know how that one feels. Uh, And then Independence to stay in Charlotte, which I know a little bit about, but uh, perhaps you can elaborate.
4: Yeah, so at this point, and to be honest, with you, this is really the first off season that I'm really paying attention to the team and seeing what's going on. Um, a close friend of mine, he he's kind of described it to me that just kind of patiently wait. This is pretty normal for nothing really to be going on as far as player signings go. Um, and we have brought back some good players as far as Enzo, Alex, and, and Joel Johnson. Uh, but we did just get news today that we are we did lose Callum Ross. Uh, who was a really good midfielder for us. We have already lost uh, June Marquise Davidson to retirement, um, and we already lost Austin Yearwood. So it's it's going to be interesting to see who we're going to be bringing in because um, before last season going into the, the season, we didn't really bring anybody in. We kind of just returned the players we had. Uh, there was not a lot of turnover uh, it was really interesting, too, because they just recently had a Colorado Rapids Independence joint with the affiliation there, of course, camp. And uh, Mike Jeffries, the coach, said specifically this year we're going to see a little bit more turnover um, going into this season. So we're going to have to get some more players from this camp and that type of thing. And maybe getting into that a little too much, uh, but it's, it's going to be interesting if we're going to be going to more of a youth side there. Um, that's what I kind of feel like at this point. Um, and the whole thing with the independence maybe leaving Charlotte is very complicated and political and yeah, it's, there's a lot of ins and outs, but really ultimately what it comes down to is uh, apparently there's a clause that uh, the team has to uh, be a primary owner of, or tenant of the stadium. And with what's going on with um, Memorial Stadium, which is essentially right in Uptown, um, that wouldn't be the case right now. But there's a lot of ins and outs. Um, So we'll see. There's a lot up in the air. But the owner has stated that if things don't really change. He may be going looking elsewhere, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of frustrating as an Independence fan because we've traveled a lot for the team Uh, but I don't think we're going to go to Greensboro at that point Um, but yeah so there's a lot up in the air and we shall see
0: a lot of of will they won't they I think is kind of the the vibe that I got from that so far
4: Mm -hmm.
0: moving on Uh, some of these will be be quicker than others I'm sure Uh, for FC Cincinnati uh, Steven at D-E-J-E-N-J-I Steve sorry uh for his club, he said, beat Charleston, sweep Louisville, win the cup, which uh, sounds about right for for Cincy. I don't know where the Charleston thing comes from. Steven, if you want to tell us where the Charleston thing comes from. Uh,
3: I know that one. They've never beat Charleston never? in their history. Wow. Never. <laughs> That's what that one it is. Man. Wow. All right.
1: Well, then. So,
3: they beat them at the start of their –
2: First season beat them. Sorry, the the second season and beat them in the playoffs two years ago. Mm. I think there's three losses. in their first playoff match on the road.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen. Mm.
2: uh, And with how the battery are been weakened this year, they're definitely (laughs) not both attainable.
0: Probably not a hard thing to do, (laughs) Um, guys. I guess, uh, and I'll ask for all the ones that we got replies to. You know, do we think this is attainable, or, or what do you think? Really, is the is the Resolution for FC Cincinnati not a here's what I want them to do but hey you know if I was them here's what I would do
3: win a playoff game <laughs> I think that's about I think well, I, I still see it's Louisville Tampa and maybe Nashville's one two mm. three and I'm not sure Cincinnati gets by one of those three when they draw them so I think anything above one win is a success from my standpoint two for sure is a good season
1: I think sweeping Louisville is harder than winning the cup like if Yeah, wow, I think okay, it yeah. I think if they make it to the cup without having to play Louisville they have a better chance than sweeping Louisville and that especially in that stadium. So, uh but with that team with that coach returning everyone they're returning. That's a mm-hmm. tall order. So Uh
0: I I still think Gonna set like a broken record, uh, but uh, my resolution would be to do as many team building exercises as possible before the season starts. Yeah, I like that. They they re signed a lot of guys. It's true, but they brought in uh Patty Barrett, the Irishman, um, you know, defender because they wanted to shore up their back line. They, you know, Hildebrand's gone. They have a lot of guys that are you know relatively new to that team. Still, um, a lot of guys they signed. Free
2: from Vancouver Whitecaps. Yep.
0: A lot of guys that know the coach know the system, but probably don't know the other players. And those first two things are great, but that third one can be super important. And I think we saw them, you know, kind of uh, uh, get burned by by that unfamiliarity early on last season. They lost some kind of Mm -hmm. shocking games, and and there were some teams that were pretty close in some of those. So um, for me, you know, it's get that team chemistry as high as you can because it's not like the talent's not there. I don't think that's ever been anyone besides maybe Ponies gripe with the team is that they can't do it. It's just that they haven't done it. Um, So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, Ben, Ryan, you guys got anything on that one?
4: Cool. No, not really. (laughs) Uh,
0: Moving on. Colorado Springs switchbacks. I'll just say, does anybody have any resolution
3: for the switch? Ends. I don't know. Maybe utilize home field elevation a little bit better. Yeah. I know they did pretty good, <laughs> good originally, and they dropped off a lot last year. There. Mm. I mean, go back to where I think you're losing only two or three home games a year, and they could scrap back, scrap their way back into the playoffs.
2: Yeah. I mean, they finished ninth in the Western Conference, so it's definitely attainable to get back into the playoffs. They're only two points out of that um, eighth spot.
3: Also Pension
0: rq five. Fair. <laughs> um Yeah, I you know, just when you're that close to the playoffs, if you can just nip a couple points here and there that you didn't last year, it's really all you can hope for. Um and especially like you said, like for a team that plays in Colorado where, you know, ninety percent of the time the only thing you hear is, Oh, you know, it's the elevation and the you know, it's so it's so, so thin. And you know it's it's a bitch to try to go in there and play, you know, across across any sport. You would think they would they would have that part down, um, and even could use that you know to win some games late, maybe, um, just with the with the conditioning. But we will see.
2: And they're a decent side out of the teams that missed the playoff in the West last year. They were the only one
3: to have a positive goal differential. Yeah, they're not a bad team. They just couldn't quite get together enough.
0: Uh, moving on, Fresno FC. So these, these are going to be the next, uh, it's like two out of the next five or six are going to be a little weird just because they're new. Um, what do we want to see out of out of Fresno? I guess it might be too early. If it's too early, then we'll just call it too early.
3: Yeah, I think we I think only have even signed a few players so far. Yeah, sign some players.
0: There you go. Sign more players. Fill the roster. <laughs> sign, yeah, fill yeah. Fill We're a up professional up to soccer <laughs> roster and play a soccer game so far is, is all we have for Fresno. I'm sure we'll revisit them when we uh, get closer to the season. Uh, Los, Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Galaxy 2. Um, Next. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you know, uh, it's it's an MLS 2 team. It's legitimately an MLS 2 team. Um, I think they, they're kind of of the Portland Timbers 2 ilk. Rest in peace, Kev. Just kidding. He's fine. Um But, uh, you know, just one of those things where their goal is developing players and getting guys' minutes. So just, you know, keep doing that. Maybe get a couple surprises, get some guys called up to the first team, sign first team contracts, and you're fine. Uh,
2: I think it will improve if the first team improves after the season they had last year. If if the first team can improve, it will trickle down to what the lower team did.
0: Does the Bernie Sanders of of USL think the trickle down – Results
2: work. Is that a thing?
4: <laughs> Circle down. USL It can work, yes, under the right guidance. Mm. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, I would argue Galaxy is not one of those teams that would benefit from that.
0: Probably not. Probably not. A lot of
1: shit. Rebels?
0: Uh, maybe the probably yeah. Yeah. Uh, Las Vegas Lights, and no, you cannot say some really sick kits. Sorry.
2: They have be a better lot than of, Fresno? Or can be better than Fresno and Reno? Yeah. I guess you could have, yeah, beat Reno. Reno.
0: Uh, Louisville City. Hi, Jason. Jason, we like you. You're good. Uh, this one, pretty simple. Uh, just repeat as champions. What's <laughs> sad is I don't think this is a terribly, well, I don't want to say, it, but, like, this is not a super outlandish thing for them to do. They have a stupid amount of home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a good team anyway. They don't need the extra help, but they get it. Um, and you know, yeah. it's, it's a well-run club. And you know, it's uh, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't. Mm, it'll be interesting.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I think they could do it. They're one of five teams I could right now. I think have a good have a good chance of winning it all. Mm-hmm. And they fall in that group for me.
1: Be more surprising if they did badly. That would be a big surprise. Yeah, like I a, think anything absolutely. out of the top three.
0: Like a barely-make-the-playoffs-FC-Cincinnati kind of vibe.
2: Yeah. Without the <laughs> yeah,
0: U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> right. That'd be terrible. That would be really bad. I and mean,
2: considering that they picked up 16 players' options from last, last season, I I feel like they're going to return pretty much the same roster, and they're easy. They're easily a top-four finish in the Eastern Conference
0: Yeah, it's uh, gotta be easy to get a guy to resign after that year, right? Just hey, do you like being good? Great, come here.
4: <laughs> do you want to win? Yeah. Stay here.
0: Do you do you like winning silverware? Come come to Louisville. <laughs> also, do you want yeah. the color purple? I have great.
4: <laughs> the movie or the jersey?
0: Uh,
4: there there you go. Now I oh, now I want
0: their jerseys to be like blouses. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Just, and then it'll be like a blouse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. A blouse there's night. like a there light show and dry ice everywhere. I really just so I want Louisville City to basically just be Prince. Then they can be the team oh, formally known as Louisville City. That'll be good. Well, Thank you. Keep <laughs> it
1: going. We're going to stop there. I was gonna, well, no, I was going to
0: say they can't be called the team formally known as something because Columbus is going to do that in a couple months.
4: Oh, 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 oh. oh. I know. There it is.
0: Listen, I'm just trying to rip the band aid off now for everybody.
1: Oh yeah, you know? or you're trying to give them momentum. You're on the dark side of hey, it. And that's what you listen, are. Listen,
0: if they if they play next year in Columbus, I'll be thrilled. If they don't, <laughs> I won't be surprised. Uh, moving on, another uh, another another new team like Louisville's a new team, sure. Uh, Nashville. Um, I, I like this idea. What's their plan for the next two years, guys? Is it yeah. is it to try to win everything, or is this just are you good enough for MLS? Is this like the longest season of The Bachelor or is this like we wanna win trophies?
1: Well you get two things going here because okay. every team going up to MLS, like everyone's watching them saying, Are they good enough to go up? Mm-hmm. Do they deserve it? Yeah. And the team has that on their back, they're thinking, Man, we're going to MLS, we gotta step this up, we gotta be ready as opposed to Not only like that,
0: Minnesota United who no one watched. Well, you know.
1: I think I think people have looked at the history, and any team that is going up the the next year to MLS always does badly, if I'm not mistaken. I know obviously Minnesota, Minnesota I mean, United, Atlanta
2: United did okay. Yeah, Atlanta City was bounced from the playoffs. Yeah, in 2014 as a number one seed to Harrisburg, formerly or formerly Harrisburg.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's something we need to declare Like actually clarify and see if that's definitely true but i've been hearing that and so you know will nashville do well will they have one good year and then one terrible year but you know obviously those players want to get real mls contracts and not be left behind in usl so they've got something to play for it could help
2: i mean i definitely see it as an extended trial for mls Definitely one of the things to go for glory, but if they don't do well in the playoffs, so they don't do well in this league, they're going to be the butt of so many jokes of just saying, "How are these guys going to MLS?" So I think that's extra incentives for them to want to play well and has prove their point that hey, we belong up in MLS because of how well we're playing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: right?
2: that's I
3: how think I it's yeah, they be talking over each other. Right, yeah, but I think you just go for it right now because you have two years, you want you could build a fan base. If they come out and finish bottom of the table this year and next year, that's not going to bode well for their MLS numbers as much because people are going to have a lot less faith in them. I mean, they'll still do fine because it's MLS and you're still probably going to get 20000 a game as long as you have a stadium that big. But if they could ride momentum of hosting playoff games in the USL, maybe making a run out of title and take that into MLS... They just look so much better for free agents. They look better for the fans. They look yep. better for the league. Yep. They, they need just... They're all in right now, I think.
4: Yeah.
1: I brought up at, an, I think it was our last show, Like, where are they going to pick up their youth players? Um, obviously, there are colleges everywhere, but um, I don't know what academy they're going to be drawing from or if they're going to start one, but there's been no talk about their academy, whereas you know, like Atlanta United, that was the first thing they did. Um, and cool. so... They have two, what, two years or three years to start, um, and that's enough time to pick up some 18-, 19-year-olds um, that are good enough to be on the national team and, you know, maybe even 15-, 16-year-olds and snag them into your academy like Sporting KC likes to do and uh, get them up into your senior team by the time you're starting MLS. It'd be really smart to get some of those guys with the journeymen you're picking up right now. So,
2: For sure. They did have the U23 team that competed in Oh good. PDL Southeastern Conference yeah. that I believe finished third only to the Myrtle Beach Union mm. and the eventual PDL champions, Charlotte Eagles. So they're definitely a solid set that's been trying to build up from the bottom over the past couple of years. Nice.
0: I will say two things and then we'll move on. One, for answers to questions like that and general coverage, they didn't ask me to do this, I'm just doing it. <laughs> uh, at Golden Goal Nash, our friends uh, West Bowling, who's a Belmont grad, so you know he's a local boy, uh, and Glenn Judah. Uh, however, they did announce today that their supporters section is sold out, so there is definitely.
4: I saw that. Yeah, um,
0: it's funny that what tennis, Nashville, and that kind of area is a two-team sport, right? They got the Titans who are, and then the. Uh, Titans the made the playoffs. True. But uh, I mean,
2: Nashville was in the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, you saw
0: what happened with the Preds. Um, with you know, they've only been good for like two years, and that team took to them like a catfish to water. Um, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at that. Uh, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. I, I don't think being a extended trial period for MLS and being good is mutually exclusive. I think both of those would probably help for a variety of reasons. Um, mm. But uh, but we'll see. Um, does anyone care to wager anything for New York Red Bull Two? Like
1: Build up the youth again. On the cup? Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, their new red kits look pretty good. Yeah, all right. I thought they were really boring personally. I mean, I did too. I did too. But I mean, it's just like a red kit. If I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, that's like all it a red is. Red
0: kit. I mean, it's got the yeah. logo on it as they do.
4: Maybe that was like the training kit they announced. I don't no, know. No, that
0: was their well so th- no. they uh this is off no, topic really. as hell, but whatever. But uh they they <laughs> wanted to uh kind of like pay homage to the Metro Stars and also I don't think they've uh, ever had like a proper red like primary color kit. Um like they've had shorts but not like actual tops that were like red. So uh you know, ask and you shall receive, and there's a whole thing about, like, oh, you know, like, should the team be appropriating the Metro Stars or not? Because, like, it's not really the same club. Mm. But I digress. They also play in New Jersey, so who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> next one as well, and I will say, for North Carolina FC, be more like Tampa Bay than Ottawa.
4: <laughs> that, there it that's is. That's a good goal, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, because they get the advantage, and, and this is kind of on a more serious note, they get the advantage of seeing a bunch of a- NASL teams. Sorry, oh, I'm blacklisted again. Um, a bunch of NASL <laughs> teams make the jump, and they know what works, and they know what works less good. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's a solid club. If they keep a lot of their guys, you know, it's a good team. Bolo and Yoda is there. He's fun. Austin DeLuz is is a really cool guy. Um, please let us interview you. Um, but, yeah, no, it you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with North Carolina. More more soccer in the Carolinas. What could anybody ask for, really?
4: Nothing. That's what personally. I mean, but it's going to be really interesting to see NCFC and the USL too. I'm really excited for the the Independence rivalry too. That was a really weird caveat to go to. No, you're right. But um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, to see as much of the roster that they're going to return um and the fan base too the fan base is not keen on usl they've never really been Sucks. In, in my no <laughs> yeah i mean but there you go it's going to be interesting
0: i'm just I mean, glad I'll, that their owner is not an idiot and just joined a league that's stable
4: that seems like the common thing to do the the smart thing to do maybe that's just crazy and that's against
2: NASL. Oh now I'm
4: blacklisted. Yeah, sorry.
0: What have
2: I done? Sorry, I did it. I apologize. That didn't take very long. No. Well, it happens. I mean I'll talk on another goal here and it is win the Southern Derby over Charlotte and Charleston.
0: You know there's more teams that play below the Mason Dixon line. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Texas teams. Texas teams
1: uh mobile is coming
0: yeah yeah hey non-league Birmingham is on the
4: way too right yeah. Birmingham. i'm not mistaken
1: 2019 oh, i believe memphis yeah. is on the way
0: memphis nashville
4: memphis
1: nashville yeah anyway uh
0: oklahoma city <laughs> energy fc what do we got
1: anything well new coach yeah. um and uh they're bringing back some of their guys a lot of their guys they got angulo back and it'll be cool to see angulo play um for the season and so uh maybe just try to maintain would be a good way for them because you know they made it into the playoffs they went pretty far um and they just played good defensive soccer and they were able to squeak some goals in and so if they just keep that going sign more journeymen and hold on hold on to Angulo and, and feed him the ball the way he wants it they're going to have another good season why not you know
3: yeah I'd say just consistency because that was a problem last year Oklahoma City did not start really too hot most of got a lot better at the end of their season they rode that in the playoffs and if they, could, if they could start the season as they ended 2017 they could be a legitimate team in the West instead of just one of those teams that's probably going to sneak into the playoffs near the back end and maybe make a good run. Maybe not. So they just need to, they just need to do consistency right now more than anything else. Uh,
0: moving on. Orange County SC, um, with their new friend, um, Kazuki Honda, which is really cool. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting what that club does now that, and this is funny because I talk about distractions all the time. Now that there's not like a ton of distractions around the club, it'll be interesting to see like how they run and and if they're any good or not. Things of that nature.
2: Work the affiliation deal with Mm -hmm. LASC.
0: Get ready for Michael Bradley to coach them in like five years. Can't wait.
2: I was
0: no, that would be interesting, that. actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Another one of those, wait and see. Uh, speaking of wait and see, Orlando City B, your goal is just to play this year, maybe. I love you. Come back. <laughs> um, the Rowdies don't share that opinion that I have, but that's fine. Uh, Ottawa Fury FC, at Darren and Ottawa ask, I wonder where he's from. Probably, damn it. Toronto? Well, I was going to say somewhere else, but I, I, I can't think of it. Montreal? Ever. No, it's not in Ontario, though. I want an Ontario city. And I have one. I could think. Uh, whatever. Hi, Darren.
1: I thought Toronto was in Well, it is,
0: but I, it's it's big. And, Too easy. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to be, you know, like insider baseball with it. But anyway, Darren <laughs> asked. Well, he didn't ask, but he stated, for the at Ottawa Fury FC to leave the USL would be a good start. Um, now, I, I Darren, I'm going to be honest. I wanted to be mean to you before we started recording. Um, but I, 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 I'll i say this. If the Canadian Premier League becomes, like, a real thing and isn't just kind of a, you know, really, really severe case of wishful thinking, then that's cool. That's great. You know, they'd be in it. Um, but for now, like, I, I don't know where they would go unless you want them to go back to the NASL, which you don't, right?
4: You don't want that. Yeah, I don't think you want to be a pioneer for that. No. NASL to USL to NASL. Don't do it, man. I don't know if it's even been done before, but that seems I, weird. Listen, yeah. you know,
0: I think there's a reason all these teams are leaving one league and joining another, even though as far as U.S. soccer is concerned, they're the same ilk. But, you know, I understand. And if if you're very, like, I want to see Canadian soccer grow, I'm right there with you. So um, if the Canadian Premier League is a success and and, you know, there's a large contingent of people in Ottawa that think that's a, you know, a better place for them than USL or, or MLS or whatever. Like, awesome. But um, it, until then, I just I don't know what the other option is, really. And then, you know, you could be like FC Montreal does not exist anymore. I don't know. That's true. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's really all I all I have on that one. Obviously, it's you know it's opinions. People are entitled to them. I'm not entitled to agree. But uh, thanks for listening, man. I appreciate it for sure. Um, Penn FC, rest in peace, City Islanders. There is an island, by the way. It was real. This wasn't like oh there's an island. there was an island. It, it was there.
1: Did it have a palm tree on it?
0: Uh, so um, funny actually.
1: Asking for a friend, Chris
0: who uh, who who gave me the answer to his resolution. He used to hold a palm tree at the games. It was inflatable. Uh, but
3: So, yeah, there, was, there was a palm tree. So there was.
0: There was a palm tree. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Love it. So, Chris, at C underscore Brad on Twitter, he's also covering now Penn FC for Brotherly Game, um, which is neat, and he, he does a great job, honestly. Compete with more of the top teams in the league and get a win over three playoff-bound teams in USL. Um I did ask him, I'm like, what does playoff bound mean? And he said, anyone that finishes one through eight at the end of the season. Um, I don't think that's crazy. And I think, like, getting better and, you know, performing well and kind of living up to the quote-unquote hype that the idea of the new ownership has brought in not so much the league and the rebrand has brought in. But, um, you know, like, like being better and, and improving on the field is definitely going to go a lot more than, you know, having a stopwatch as your logo.
2: I was looking back at the City Islanders season from last year. They of their wins all last season, four of them came against playoff bound clubs, two were against the New York Red Bulls, one was against Bethlehem, and one shockingly came against Louisville.
0: That's right. I
2: was gonna say
4: they
1: remember, stole yeah, some last, last
2: year right. for they sure. Did that. Mm-hmm.
0: It that yeah. was fun. Didn't they like almost beat the Rowdies too?
2: I They're feel like 40, they came... They lost 3-2 yeah. against the Rowdies at home. Yeah. It was on Georgie Herstrov, who got a goal at 68, and put the Rowdies up over them. Yeah.
0: yeah. They were, like, sneakily weird and difficult to play against for some teams last year. Um, and, yeah. and, like, Bethlehem always plays them really tight, which is frustrating. But uh, yeah. I, They
1: were what Richmond wished they were last year.
0: Kind of, yeah. Yeah.
1: And what Char uh, what Charleston maybe hopes to be next year, maybe, huh? Yeah. Steal some.
0: Steal some. Ben, any any thoughts on the uh, on the Harrisburg side? Excuse me, Penn the state of Pennsylvania football club.
4: Ben. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I don't know. I don't really have much of an opinion on it, to be honest with you. It's,
0: it's, yeah? The funny thing is, like at the end of the day, it's still a club coached by Bill Betcher. Hmm kind of know what you're getting there not that that's a bad thing we've seen that work plenty of places it works for the you know the Pittsburgh Rhino Hounds and you know Anheuser does a good job in, in Charleston and you know we, we've seen like these guys that just coach this team and it's you know Anheuser's team where it's Lily Ball or it's you know Bill Betcher's team again and, and they get results um, and I, I just wonder if you know maybe some youth or some, some more money for this side or well I mean it's going to be youth is going to help them out at all but we'll see um for Phoenix Rising, uh
1: continue to be
3: Mad Decent I think is probably good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think Phoenix is Phoenix is the anything less than top four is bad at this point. Yeah. They're they're my number five team on who had picked a win at all at this point. They're they have started to look very good. If anything if they look anything like what they're what they could look like based on what their team is on paper, that's gonna be a very dangerous team in the West.
2: Yep, One of the, sure.
3: the big signings that they
2: had from this offseason was Billy Forbes from San Antonio FC, and Ben, you also mentioned earlier on the show of John Burner playing some minutes for or, uh, Charlotte earlier or, uh, or earlier last season, or a few seasons ago. John Burner has signed yeah. with Phoenix um, as of right now, or per the USL site. I mean, they
1: looked really good last year, too, right? Like, what, yeah. what happened this year? Do we know?
3: Was it just their first year, and they needed was, to figure it out? Maybe the flame was extinguished? I don't know. They started really bad, if I remember correctly. They started
2: very bad.
3: They lost to Toronto FC as their opener.
0: Yeah. Ooh,
3: so, that's a pretty bad opener. So that that FC,
0: was the, their main thing was, like, we have these really good players, but we're going to play them out of position. Mm. I think was really kind of what it came down to. And then they just kind of got really good, and now they're going to be probably better.
3: Yeah, look um, it, they lost how many wild? Just check that. As I'm looking at it right now. It has To be like I'm. Yeah, they lost like three of their last like 23 games for regular season.
0: Dumb.
3: So they got really good.
0: Continue to be the uh, Manchester City of USL. There you
3: go. Yeah.
0: Stone loose.
2: Well, not Bill.
0: Whatever. <laughs> you know, someone's got to do it, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. It, I did a South to Cincinnati was yeah. doing that a well, few years ago or a few episodes ago.
0: I mean, they they still they still do it. Be the Cincinnati of the West Phoenix.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> that's you. what I
0: was
1: thinking. Exactly. I believe in you. Except Every conference needs a villain.
0: Every conference does need a villain. It's just so much better. Speaking of villains, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, Mike, I hate you. <laughs> uh, I I asked Mike earlier today. I said, "Hey, what's what's the goal for your club this year?" And he literally just said, "Make the playoffs." And that's, uh, that's about right. It's
3: be pretty obtainable, too. Yeah. You figure no, out your
0: goalkeepers because he went through, like, not. And I know, like, you know, injuries happened and Hunter Gillstrap almost played, which would have been amazing. Um, But, like, you know, figure out your goalkeepers, shore up your back line, which I'm sure won't be a problem. Even though Wallfall managed to not sign for the Riverhounds, which is crazy.
1: Hey, uh, Yeah,
0: how's it going, man? Um, uh, yeah, I. I don't know. Make the playoffs. Ben, Ryan, Phil, Pony.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I'll go for it.
1: So I was just going to say it was a very Bob Lilly goal to to just make the playoffs. It's it? kind of boring. It's kind of straight up. Like, let's He's just do this. He's and... already being
0: converted to the Church of Lilly, and I won't have it. Give me my <laughs> friend you know, back, you monsters.
1: I 100% think that he's a, he has actually changed his frame of mind to think more oh, like Bob totally Williams and I really seriously funny. think I seriously think that affected his, his answer for real. We're going to have to get him to defend himself next week maybe.
0: Yeah, we're going to start a a Counter Mongols podcast called <laughs> called uh, Bring Back the Hound. What's that?
1: Leskols. Mm,
0: what like who defeated well no, who defeated like uh, like Attila the Hunt or whatever or like who defeated the Mongols? Anybody? Nobody? A meteor? The Hannibal
1: almost beat the Romans.
0: Close. Close. <laughs> yep, type that. We're going to find it. Here we go. <laughs> Great. You figure that out, and uh, and we will... Uh, it was General
1: So. General I just so? heard it was General So. Great. Yeah. Okay,
0: so so we'll be the SoCast. <laughs> which is a podcast dedicated to Southern comfort, as well as... as You know, returning the River Hounds to their weird—we don't play like an old guard shield team, but what does that mean really anymore? Heritage. Um, Anyway, moving on. uh, Portland Timbers two. I think the goal would be to make Kevin's life less miserable (laughs) by actually playing like a decent brand of soccer.
2: No wooden spoon.
0: (laughs) No wooden spoon. Who knows? Maybe,
2: you know, C.G.O. Severese in the stands would be a good one. <laughs> Pony, anything for
3: Yeah, it, it's Portland. It's, it, it, I mean, I can't, you can't just say be better because that's basically play the season again. But, I, but <laughs> I don't think they can. I'll be surprised if they make it anywhere near the playoffs this year. That's way too, they're way too far down. I don't think they can do what Tulsa did. Mm.
0: If it's you plays around a forest and no one's there and it's terrible, does anybody actually watch (laughs) it happen? Find out. Kevin McCamish on the Play the Kids podcast.
1: (laughs) Did you see that that, um, stadium that he wanted them to move to? Yes. uh, Just to to be legal or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Right on the ocean? I thought it was gorgeous. It was cool. Uh,
0: Real Monarchs, Salt Lake City. Um, Do it again? tell Mike Petkey to tell an intern to hand out more papers?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Fix
1: the playoffs.
0: Yeah. yeah. Get further. Yeah, Hire another yeah. head coach who just has like more success than just keep doing that.
1: <laughs> and find out whoever Charleston is this next season and steal two of their best players. Yes.
0: That would yes.
4: work, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Ben, is there a contingency of people in in the Carolinas that are scouting for real monarchs right now? Do you know? Is that your big that's your big (laughs) gift this year? like uh, you know
4: uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. I'm definitely not a part of that group.
0: I've never been there that you weren't though. That was a very telling the company line answer, man. (laughs) I called you the Bernie Sanders
4: of the US I'm of myself.
0: Pony, you have a you have an advice you have an advice for Reno.
3: Yes, I do have an advice. But for them, they, they seem to pick up someone who could do almost half what Chris Wehan did. Because he's gone and I don't know what Reno looks like with him gone. Because he provided so much of a spark for that team. He helped open up the attack. He was coordinating well with all the other, all the other players. I mean, without him, I don't think Reno goes top four in the West this year. They still probably make the playoffs because there's so much raw talent, but the loss of him and the loss of Oxford, I think getting back in the playoffs is a reasonable, is an attainable goal, but top four will be pretty difficult for him right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, Guys, Richmond, are we all just kind of in, in agreement that it should be, like, do better?
4: Yeah,
1: maybe get lucky and sneak into eighth. Maybe start Durkin as often as you can mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ryan you're oh no wait we're not there yet sorry uh, RGB
3: break the sophomore slump because mm. they did what Reno basically did in their first year and then fell off the map last year I mean they proved they could be a good team now prove it again I think
0: they can be good when they want to be they just yeah. don't always
3: want to be they they have the they have the I guess ownership and management that could bring in a solid team it's not like it's not we they they could do it they have the staff to do it now we just want to see them do it i mean it's like yeah. we know you can the, We know you can the
0: higher ups at the club aren't the problem and it's not like the money right. they're very uh, they're very Ryan, your meme, um, you put for the Rochester Rhinos just exist in 2019, which I'm not going to disagree with. But, um, you know, the Wilmington Hammerheads, Austin Aztecs would would like to speak to you. No, mm. oh. I know. I'm sorry.
2: Austin still has the USL team coming back to That's
0: them. It's true. If they're not the Aztecs, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Jake Edwards like one time.
2: I thought it was Austin <laughs> FC or FC Austin were the two trademark names.
0: I need, I need it I need it to be the Aztecs with a Z and an X
2: now with an X
1: at the end
0: yep. make it. If,
1: if Edwards hears this, he's immediately going to put a call into aztecs yeah if I'll say no, if when? he's gonna immediately call the Aztecs because the last thing that guy wants in his life is a phone call from you so
0: you don't know that <laughs> i'm I'm a very polite person. Over
1: the phone.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would
0: be. Mm-hmm. You know what, Mr. Edwards, I will see you at the MLS draft. I know you're going to be there. Probably not. But I'll
4: be there. Steer clear.
0: I'll steer clear. Run away. fine. I don't have the balls to say anything mean to you in person. Hashtag save the crew or whatever. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> Edwards wants to save the crew by putting them in USL. Right. He's going to love yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or that other league that I can't talk about legally.
2: Um, With the expansion fee,
0: five
2: course
0: McChickens. Pony, (laughs) you have thoughts on the team that you cover for slash presumably live close enough to to go see games for?
3: Yeah, I definitely live close enough. It's like a ten minute walk. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) But Sacramento, they need to get back to playing good defense because that the first year they played really good defense, they won it all. Next year, the defense dropped off a little bit, but still is okay. They got knocked on the first round. Then they've been dropping more and more as the defense gets just... The, the league as its whole has progressed, and the defense has not as a back line, especially center backs. Even the last few years, they've been really hampered with injuries and that type of thing where it's like you can't... Obviously, if your center backs both get hurt and you lose one of the offseason, you're not going to have a great back line, but... That's been one of the things that the team has done very well, and especially in a league where defense is extremely important. And I know at the field formerly known as Bonnie, the home field, if any team goes up on Sacramento, they just bunker. And Sacramento has had problems against bunkering teams. So you need to not even allow that to happen. You need to get the first goal or just not let them score. And that's something they have not been able to do. that's that's, that's the weakest part of the team. And that's what I'd like to see him do for this new year, get a good, solid center backs like mm. we had with Lukovic and Daly back in
0: 2014.
3: Oh, Mickey. He's in Fresno now, right?
0: I believe, yeah. Sounds
3: I think bad. Fresno's all ex-Sacramento players.
0: Mm, mm. Gabe Giesek, too. Do they?
3: No? Yeah, Kazzara's. Yeah. They're all going there.
0: Hey, Phil, um, I know you like talking about St. Louis FC. I have great news for you. Uh, two two of your friends, hopefully your friends. Um, <laughs> Michael Baldridge, A L V I E M A N Mike B said to get more friends to games, which admirable son. I'm sure that'll be a, a easy sell because this is going to be a solid team. And then uh, and Claude Carriker at Blues and Beaches, friend of the program, said the Kings Cup for starters.
1: Yeah, I think they nailed it. Uh, we've been embarrassed by Louisville. Most games, more often than not. It's like a rite um, of passage. Well, but it's supposed to be our rival, mm. so um, we try to get up for those games, and, the, and it goes badly. So mm. um, at least, hopefully, come close to winning the King's Cup if we don't win it. Uh, but the friends of the games thing is an interesting thing that's been happening in St. Louis because, and I think he's spot on. Um, you know, our stadium's a little out of the city, and we've kind of maxed out our attendance. Uh, and I don't really think winning is going to change anything. Uh, maybe it will, but you know, maxing out an upper four thousand, lower five thousands every game, and um, you know, bringing in Preki last year, we thought might get a boost, and um, it's just it's stagnating. And we used to be kind of a big deal in attendance in the USL, and, and now four or five thousand. Big ups to USL, but that's not up in the high in the ranks anymore. Uh, so. You know, I think a lot of St. Louis fans had a lot of pride in what's going on down there. And, and in most ways, uh, other than wins, they should be really proud of the team um, and what's been going on. But we can do better. Uh, and I think that's a big movement in St. Louis right now. If I can explain what he's getting at is that, you know, we need a bigger crowd we can do better. We can get crazier. We can make it bigger. Um, but how? And so I think inviting friends has been a really awesome, good movement for St. Louis because, um, I don't know if it's like this in other cities, but I've never invited anyone to a game and had them watch the game and not want to come back. Um, it's a really cool atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So,
0: uh, Ryan, I think I know your thoughts on St. Louis this year. So I'll punt to Ben. Uh, you think they're going to be good? We think they're going to be good here. I mean, but, I don't know but
4: how they're not going to be good at this point. That's really I guess the only is, thing you got to worry about is the players gelling and I guess personalities working and, and things like that, but they've got a team that, on paper, looks at the bare minimum a playoff team, and I sure. think that's where you kind of got to see that team going. And if not, then it'll be a huge disappointment. But I mean, you see all the players they're they're bringing in and everything; it's it's exciting. Um, yeah. it, you got I'm excited for them. Honestly, it's going to be really interesting to see that group of players that have come from different USL squads merge onto one USL squad, of course. Um,
0: Have you picked up any style tips from Anthony Pulis?
4: No, no, No? but if you, no,
1: oh yes, wait, are we talking about clothing? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I did talk about his clothing.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, he's a very well-dressed man, I was just wondering if you've taken advantage of that yet.
1: No, not yet. Okay. I will. I'll share tips with him. Please. Figure out his tailor because you know, his suit was on point. I, honestly,
0: I think the man could get away with like a man bun. You know, if he really grows it out.
1: Oh, maybe. Those are the, those are of the past now, well, right? Well, not buns.
0: for Anthony Pulas.
1: Are they really No. He funny. can pull, now, he
0: now can pull he it. Now, now you made Ben upset.
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: he was I just, just started doing this, so
1: God.
0: maybe that's why
4: <laughs> they're they're dead now. Probably. Who knows? Breaking,
0: ben killed the man. <laughs> Um, oh uh,
1: uh, That's a blacklist for me. Mm-hmm.
0: So. That's a great show on Netflix. That's what that's called, right? Um, hey, San Antonio FC. Uh, Harry Outramen called longtime friend of, of multiple programs. Uh, he wants San Antonio FC to finally beat uh, Oklahoma City Energy FC, and for uh for um San Antonio to win the whole. Damn thing. He didn't that's not his words, those are mine, but you know, and SAFC to win at USL championship. Um yeah, that's fair at this point. You guys have, you know a lot of money behind you, a lot of buzz in the city. You gotta start to do something more with it. Only problem is you just lost a pretty good goal scorer. Um Yeah. yeah so we'll we'll see. I think beating energy, like I think the ones that's like, hey, we're gonna finally beat this team. Like I, I think those are doable. Um, if not just because the parity in the league is really high, um, but for them to win the USL championship, I think they're gonna need some some help that we're not seeing them getting right now.
2: They did re- resign Diego Restrepo, which is does go a long way in helping yeah. him out. Who was arguably goalkeeper of the year last season?
0: Probably should have been signed by Atlanta United if they're going for the best goalkeeper in USL, but
2: Ew.
1: Sure. there's a lot of strikers out there still too and mm. that's something we should talk about in the coming months yeah, Steve, uh, listen, still plenty of good dudes
0: Steve Bernasconi still doesn't have a job oh yeah you know former striker um, <laughs> I like <it>. well done <laughs> that was bad um, uh, damn I made that joke for Steve and I don't even know if he listens to the podcast anyway uh, <laughs> Seattle Sounders too. Fix the lo- you guys are awful Fix the logo <laughs>
1: Really? <laughs> is it is it their first
0: year in Tacoma though? Is that
1: Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're changing.
0: So then, you know, make a make a good impact in your new home and then and then rebrand from there, because it's coming. Perfect. So, you know, do that. Smoke park, I just do it again. Whatever. You're you're good at soccer. I, just yeah, win the win the league this year.
3: They got rid of a lot of good players
0: though.
3: That's true. Western yeah, Conference, 3P is out, Gonzalez is out, Peloto is out, Duke is out, Doyle is out, Amico is out. That's a lot of people who started for them that are gone. I, mean, I trust them to bring in more good players,
1: but yeah, they that's will. Not
3: no, that's not nobody's. Those are they, solid, solid, solid. That's a solid name list. Yeah.
1: they got good eyes. They know they know how to pick them out, mm-hmm. and they also have a good academy yep. underneath them yep. with lots of guys that need minutes, like Jalen Lindsey. Um, there's a good player from St. Louis that went over there that could use some, some time at, at a six or eight roll. Jeez, um, who's the young kid? That would be so cool to see. Josh Sargent. Uh, at Spoke Park. No. <laughs> don't, you, don't you even say it. Uh, there's a North Carolina kid they stole that's a national team player. And um, anyway, there's, there's plenty of guys uh, they can pull up that are young guys that I would love to see there. You're not wrong, Pony. They lost a lot of guys, and I hope they fill the gaps with with the youngins.
0: Tampa Bay Rowdies, uh, Tino Provenzano, at Tino Prove on Twitter. Uh, One, win on road. Two, not giving up last gasp equalizers. Three, not using MLS as a cheap marketing ploy. And I believe for the third one, and this is where, you know, only having uh, 280 characters now for most people. Is kind of weird because I can't ask you like a follow up question now that I'm reading it, but I'm I'm imagining that that means that you weren't a big fan of the uh, of the weird MLS bid they put in, and you thought that that was just to get people to the to the games, which you know, at this point it probably just was. Um, yeah, win on the road is a big one because for whatever reason mm-hmm. the Rowdies are very bad at that, like very bad at that. Um led yeah,
2: they're one of the top two teams in the Eastern Conference and home points per game aside, or alongside Louisville. Well, they're just so poor on the road that I just felt like they could have been a lot higher in seeding in the playoffs if outside of the three seed, if they would have just been able to take care of business on the road.
1: Do you think it's the opposite of the Louisville problem where their pitch is so nice and perfect
4: that every time they leave it, it's so hard? <laughs> maybe. Reverse legal be. situation. It would make sense really. Right. Does anyone else have a really
1: nice grass pitch? Theirs is pristine. There's really so. good. yeah.
0: Ben Ben, how do you feel about the rowdies coming in into, into this year? I know they, they brought they, they brought back a lot of guys too. I mean they lost Matt Pickens, but other than that they seem to be pretty much intact.
4: That'll be the interesting thing for them is to see who they're going to use. Because I don't, I've, I think I've heard it through the show or different venues that Akira Fitzgerald is kind of the next man up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he's going to be a commanding force mm. like Pickens was. And really it's going to be interesting to see if they add some youth to the squad. Um, having the older players that they do in another year under their belt, I mean, if they're going to want to go the full season and, and be consistent on the road and at home I would feel like they'd have to add some youth to it, uh, but maybe they'll stick with what's worked for them and have the, the veteran uh, players uh, fill the roster, mm. which we obviously see works in the USL. So.
0: <laughs> Ryan, you're t- Toronto FC2. You put fine fans <laughs> and let Angelo Cavaluzzo lead them to glory with four exclamation marks. Great. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like they're, they're a weird. They're like the Portland Timbers two of the East, and you know they're not gonna really trouble you, but they're, they can. They've they've had some good players over the years. Um, like Sean Hundal is really fun. Um, Angela obviously is is very good keeper, but it's just they're not, that, you know. Good. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that one really might be more than anything because Canadian soccer is not as good as it could be or, or, you know, as good as American soccer is. So the talent pool they have isn't great. It's getting better, but... Um, Anyone else with anything on the Toronto FC2 front? I know they're kind of a weird team. Oh!
1: Um, I'm blanking on his name. What's the winger that signed for them? The national team guy, um, who's played for, or no, he signed for the senior team. Um, oh no, I'm so sorry. It's the under 17 national team winger. I hate that. I'm not sh- remembering his name, but he got signed to the senior team. So hopefully they don't, we don't see him in USL. I hope he gets some senior team minutes.
0: They're not a terribly young MLS side, so I can see him. I mean, like I, he'd get more minutes in USL. it's usually how that goes.
1: That's probably true. But um, all
2: right, talking to Ao Akinola. Yeah. Thank you, Akinola. Yeah,
0: they have deadly players. It's just not. It it doesn't. I don't. It just doesn't for them. I don't know what it is. I don't either. <clears throat> it's really bizarre. Um,
1: because they, you would think they could be Red Bull. You know, they could be that. Of, right? You know?
0: Like they could be. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, for, for as good as their first team is and as for good as Greg Vanny is and, like, their whole coaching staff. And it's it's another one of those things, I think, like a RGV or, like, a San Antonio even where, like, the question isn't the people at the head of the club. It's just something, you know, in that in that chain gets broken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, anybody with anything for Tulsa? I didn't ask Roger. I'm sorry. I don't know why.
3: I'd probably say just don't take a big step back. They really brought it together after a complete disaster of a season two years ago to make the playoffs this year. They started off the offseason by losing four people who are pretty good and not bringing in a whole lot to replace that. I'd like to see Tulsa just stick around and be able to again compete for... I don't think they're going to be one of the top four teams in the West by any means, but I can see them squarely in that sixth to tenth spot again and fight for that a seed. Yeah. And that was a big
1: improvement over the year before that uh, with the restructure of, of their their front office and coaching system. But they also need to continue that Chicago Fire relationship because it was much better for Tulsa than it was for St. Louis. And, and I think that's because they actually used that uh, a little better than St. Louis does, a little more than St. Louis did. Uh, granted, I think what some of the guys are gone and already signed. I think did Colin Fernandez go to O.C.? Um, So, you know, it may change, but still it was good for them in the end last year, and they did much better than the year before.
0: Yeah. Um, And then we had two two miscellaneous. One about the Columbus crew, David Carver, at King Argyle. That's a brilliant Twitter handle. (laughs) David, are you actually the Argyle King? I want to know now. How much Argyle? David, I need a picture. Tweet us. You already know the handle, but it's at the USL show. I want to see your closet, and that sounds weird, but like, I don't care. We're friends. How much argyle do you have, David? Let us know. Uh, he just said stay in Columbus. Hashtag save the crew. And uh, save the crew. You know, as I said before, I'll, I will be thrilled if it happens, but not surprised if it if it doesn't. And then we had another one from uh, from Sinjon at Slim Five Forty. Which is the official uh, Twitter account of the Lakeland Tropics. <laughs> as, a as of as of me <laughs> saying that right now, it is. Uh, but he's this is a new one. Uh they want to be announced as one of the initial USL D three clubs and to grow in the local community. And that's like, you know, what everyone should set should set their expectations as, as like a, a new tinier club. It's great. That's like a very nice, like, hey, we just want to, you know, be a part of something and, and grow in the community. It's good. Yeah, all I love.
1: Hope we get a lot of it.
0: He's keeping it wavy out there in Lakeland. You know, so you a right. thing or two about that.
1: You know, wavy and tropical.
0: Wavy. And, that's all you need. That's all you need. If you can keep it wavy in St. Louis, man can keep it tropical <laughs> and wavy out in Lakeland. You know, it's, it's one of those. I think
1: so. He can pull it off
0: for sure. For sure. J- as
2: Jackie Moon said, let's get tropical. Let's do it. <laughs> That's what he
0: said. Like the big stadium in Tampa Bay said, Tropicana. <laughs> uh, guys, we'll end on this. Ryan likes to – well, we'll end on this, and then I'm going to ask everyone where you can. we can find you do things. Uh, if you could have any prop from a movie slash TV show, what would it be? And gentlemen, you cannot steal my beautiful idea, and so that you can wish that you thought of it. Uh, there was a little show on Nickelodeon that ran in the early 90s, hosted by Kirk Fogg, called Legends of the Hidden Temple. They had a prop called the Shrine of the Silver Monkey that was a three-piece puzzle that, for whatever reason, took, you know, 12-year-olds, like, five minutes to try to figure out.
4: I would like that
0: um, <laughs> with me wherever I go. Very nice. I will bring it to every Bethlehem Steel game. I will make all the players try to assemble the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. <laughs> I will hide it around the Stadium. the Whoever does it the fastest gets, uh, I don't know, like a, a free pine or something. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Only nine kids would know that.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. I know nine exactly kids. what you're talking about. I'm
0: From aware, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, we're
1: all maybe, the yeah. age group.
0: I just it's never how good that reference was. But they were like, wow, I can't follow. <laughs> Ryan, it was your question. You asked it to everybody.
2: I'm gonna to have to choose the DeLorean from the Back to the Future franchise. Mm, okay. I just, I mean, I mean, it's just such a cool car and so iconic in my mind. I mean, even if I can't get the out of time license plate on the back because California doesn't allow enough, or do they allow enough letters for that on their license plate? Evan,
3: seven, I think. Seven.
2: You I could, think that was eight on the Back to the can. Future you license can, plate. Can, people
0: would know. People would know. Ryan, I have a follow up question. Would you? Would you? If like we made you wear the puffy jacket. Would you still? No.
1: (laughs) What are you, in the Navy? Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Phil, your New York grandmother. Uh, Ben, not to put you on the spot, man, but if you had to pick a prop.
4: If I had to pick a prop, I'm trying to come up with something really good from Seinfeld because it is my favorite show. The only thing I can come up with is, let's go with... One of Kramer's puffy jackets.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah. The underlying theme of the show tonight: puffy jackets.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's what uh, made me pick that. Puffy jackets is the theme of the show.
0: Now. Tony, um, you know what I want you to say, or at least uh-huh. you know the show that I want you to say. However, I'm only going well, yeah. to be internally disappointed if you if you don't say it. I won't actually, you know, show my frustration over the airwaves. I'll just kind of leave it be, and, and
3: then I'll get mad at you off here. Well, if we're going to you know, ignore the realm of both of the shows I like and watch are animated, and I can't actually have anything that doesn't physically exist we'll in this world, if I could, that'd be nice, but let's not go there. So let's see. I am, I've always liked the, the old show, Survivor, that show, yeah. so I guess I'd go with one of the immunity idols from one of the older seasons, like Plow or something was a really good one. Give me one of those, Individual Immunity immunity from Plow. Mm. There's a deep dive for anyone who watches that show. Yeah, I was that show. say,
0: that's the sound of, of it. dozens of people Googling immunity I I'm have no idea what now, I'm talking about. And they're not going to spell <laughs> it right, so it's not going to hit anything.
3: No, I also thought you
0: were going to say YouTube. just like Mark Probst or whoever hosted the show, and that was going to be really exciting.
3: Jeff Probst.
0: Jeff Probst, I'm sorry. I got close. You would have a tribal council meeting every day.
3: My own personal TV host. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you would have your own personal TV host. Uh, ben, we'll let you start off because you're new here and less people will know about you. Uh, where can we find you on the Twitters and, and other places?
4: My Twitter handle is my name, interestingly enough. Uh, not really interesting enough at all, but whatever. Uh, it is Goshorn Benjamin. I will spell that because I have a funny last name. G-O-S-H-O-R-N. And Benjamin is far easier, so there's that. Uh, but, yeah, I go by Goose. Typically on Twitter, um, that's my name and that's my Twitter handle. Yeah.
0: Do you do you do you, you do writing things for for? I'm assuming Charlotte Independence related things for Soccer and Sweet Tea as well.
4: I do, yeah. Um, I do. I write for Soccer and Sweet Tea, uh, pretty consistently. We did some recaps and previews and that kind of thing uh, this last season. Uh, maybe looking to do more expansive things in 2018, more opinion pieces, little teaser maybe. And uh, I also do I'm the co-host with Alex Warren. Shout out to him, because he's a great guy, uh, for Talking Jacks," which is possibly going to be starting pretty soon. Another, another little teaser. Uh, once we get some information, once we get some information, we're going to try to do a podcast, I swear. Um, but yeah, uh, I do that Talking Jacks" with Alex Warren as well. Right That's the scope of me and the soccer Verse I guess. Yeah.
0: Getting your roots down, I feel you. Ryan, where can can people find you if
2: they don't know? On Twitter, you can find me at ILM underscore Ryan, usually running for Indomitable City Soccer with the USL as a whole, and also at Soccer and Sweet Tea alongside with a more Carolina or Wilmington-focused view on soccer. Uh,
0: Who who do I – Pony, Pony, where do we find you?
3: I am at Iron Pony Chef. Like Ryan, I do a like domino city soccer stuff, mostly for Sacramento, but also the numbers for the league as a whole, usually more West Coast concentrated.
0: And, uh, and, and Phil, where can, we, where can we find you, Phil?
1: Phil Grooms uh, on Twitter or STL Soccer Report. Two L's. Two, two L's, two O's. Two L's,
0: two O's. Uh, and, and you can find me if for whatever reason you want to hear more of me or, or read more of me. Uh, it's at Vilela, I-L-L-E-L-L-A-B-S-F-C. Um, on the Twitters, uh, this podcast has a Twitter, which is really cool. We're up to like 900 and some odd followers now, which is crazy. Thank you. Uh, at the USL show. We're also on the the BGN, the Beautiful Game Network family podcast, at BGNFM on Twitter. Also, uh, you can either go theuslshow.com or bgn.fm uh, and you will find us there. Uh, you guys will be hearing this on Wednesday as per normal now and uh, and just in case, if you were previously subscribed to our feed, check and make sure you still are because I know unless you were on the Twitter, I think you got kicked off. So uh, on behalf of these lovely four gentlemen, this has been the USL Show and we will talk to you guys next week. Take care.